Welcome to the Been There, Lost That podcast. Real education and advice from people who get it. We have been there, lost fat, and successfully helped many others in doing so. We're here to help you weed through all of the bad information and gimmicks to reach your health, fitness, and physique goals in a sustainable way. I'm Sarah Fucinari, an integrative health practitioner, certified nutrition coach, and head coach of Team Fit With Me, here with my assistant coach and the lube that keeps the Fit With Me factory going. Yeah, new thing. I'm We're keeping about. that going. Yeah, I'm going to keep that going. Just as well. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, WD40. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Jess posted uh, this week that she's, what, nine nine years in your health journey? Nine years. Like, yeah. Badass, badass. And so I reposted it and I was like, appreciate, like, congratulations and appreciation post for being the lube that keeps our factory going. And I was just like waiting until she read it and she didn't say anything. <laughs> so I was like, so later in the afternoon, I was like, did you read my caption? <laughs> Am I funny? <laughs> yes, yes, you are. It's no fun when nobody laughs at your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I totally laughed, but then I forgot to actually like let you know that I did. Uh, it was mid-work day, so you know. You left me hanging. I, I was like standing. You left me hanging. I was like standing out in the rain. It, it was cold, and I just waiting for you to laugh at my joke, and I just typical just, yeah. ADD moment where I read it and then forgot to to comment. Yeah, well, you know, I'll bring my raincoat next time I tell a joke. <laughs> Maybe some snacks. It's going to take a while for you to get yeah, back. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm slow, especially on a Friday. Um, oh, my gosh. Speaking of, speaking of all life being a little bit slow right now, what's been going on in your world? Lots of not super great fun things. Um, kids been sick again um and then my grandpa passed away um and so there was a lot of pre-celebration of life um stuff going on i made um a hundred patilios which are puerto rican empanadas um to bring to the celebration of life they were well appreciated um i was told that there was gonna be like 80 people at his uh funeral and there was like 35 so, so everybody um, got to take home doggy bags so they could everybody got home, to take home keep doggy the celebration bags. of life going yes yes well i i brought yeah. the most flavorful and spiced yeah. item of food um at the whole whole party so um everybody appreciated that of course you did you're going yeah. back for the, were they macro friendly by any chance uh, i mean i used a lean ground beef so mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. that keeping it clean. I like it. I like it. Um, I can, I'm trying to think of like, if I've had, I've definitely, okay. There was a place when I lived in New Jersey, that was like a late night, like after the bars closed type of place. That was like an mm. place in Morristown. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. like that. That's not for me. There are, th- I, there are definitely things that I would rather host my calories on. Like, um, like I would rather go to a diner late night, which unfortunately I don't have that option now that I live in Arizona. Disco fries. I, uh, oh, disco fries. Oh my God. <laughs> fries. Um, That's a blast honestly, from the past. Yeah. Yes. Mm. If anybody doesn't know, disco fries are French fries from like a dirty 50s style diner that have gravy and like, like, like processed cheese on them. And they're fucking mm-hmm. incredible. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> there, was, there was a dig of a joke in there, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep it friendly right now. Um, that is one of the few things, the very, very few things. It's a short list of things that I miss about New Jersey and the East Coast. 
um, is 24 hour diners, like late night diners. Mm -hmm. And like, and it's not, you know, what's funny is that like the, and so they're 24 hour diners too. And they're usually like a late night thing, but also it's the kind of place that you can get like eggs or you can get a steak. You can get like, like literally anything that you want. You can have at that diner and you're, they're also going to make you like one of those amazing malt milkshake milkshake. Mm -hmm. Mm. their chocolate milk is so good <laughs> their, their menus were always so big it was almost overwhelming because of the amount of stuff that you could oh my gosh from. you don't even look at the menu just tell them what you want to eat <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> so my parents were like diners were like an integral part of my life growing up and my parents yeah. like had like a like vip standard spot at the americana diner in eatontown new jersey shout out shout out to cliff the host if he's still there I but feel literally like I've been like, there Dude, my parents would walk in the door like busiest time on a weekend. They would like part the part the fucking Red Seas at the diner, and literally like see. And this guy was like a fucking seven foot tall black guy, and he would like make eye contact with my dad, and they would like come on in. My mom would always get same thing: egg white omelet with like specific vegetables, uh, sliced grilled tomato, and then a corn muffin toasted. But don't cut its head off. Cut it up and down. That was like her standard diner order for like 20 years. I don't, now that they live in Florida, I don't know if they have like a diner breakfast place, but I'm telling you, they would go there like three, four days a week. And that was like, that was like the spot. But like, and like our whole family, like I, I think that anybody in my family could walk into that place and they'd just be like, get the knot. Like, yeah, come on, we got, we got to boost people. <laughs> that's um, so funny. But we don't have diners out here. Well, that's a lie, actually. I recently met up with a new friend at a diner who, okay, this is the, the, we can go back to like when I, the crazy story about where I met the, the, um, Debbie who owns the, uh, Parrot's mm -hmm. Corner when I was thinking about Parrot. So Debbie and I met up for breakfast and, and when I met this woman, it was like the weirdest thing. We had like so many similarities, uh, including the fact that we were, she's also from New Jersey and we were born in the same hospital. So like fucking weird shit, lost the exact same amount of weight. So like weird, bizarre connections. Uh, I know she's been listening to the pod. So Debbie, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, and so we were going to meet up for a bite and I was like, oh man, you know what I miss about New Jersey? And she was like, there is a diner in Chandler. So we went to, uh, we went, and, it, it, and it was like a 50s style diner. And so we went and I had like, you know, a, a diner. And it's not even to have anything like super specific at a diner. I, I literally just get like an egg white omelet with vegetables, but there's just like something about it. Dry red toast. That's that's my order, by the way. Um, <laughs> every once in a blue moon, I'll get a pancake, but pancakes always disappoint me. Yeah. I'm not a pancake. Water. I'd rather have a waffle. You know what? We have this place. Uh, it's like, so they, so more than diners, we have like, you know, like, like trendy brunch places popping up mm -hmm. everywhere. So there's this place, Hash Kitchen, that it's a, there's like a handful of them, but they open one nearby and Danielle and I have been to it a couple times. And Danielle likes the, um, what is it with the, like the eggs and the stacked and the holiday eggs Benedict? Oh that? yeah. Yeah. Eggs Benedict. That's my okay. favorite. So that's like her, that's her favorite brunchy thing to get. They make one that is like, it's like a tamale and then it has this like sweet, but savory. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then it has the egg and then the holidays. It's fucking incredible. Um, really I, better than, better than hosing. I'll remember on. that for my next yeah. trip down. Oh my God. It's so, so good. Um, well, and then I ordered, we ordered it for, in from, uh, Hash Kitchen when we had some friends here a couple of weeks ago and our friend Dave is Mexican for, and like from Mexico and like does, makes all the food and whatever. And he was saying that his mom makes that. So I'm thinking here that like Hash Kitchen has re reinvented the wheel. And Dave is like, no, this is like something, this is like what Mexicans eat. And so I'm looking over at my brand new Mexican dog, like Carlo, why <laughs> didn't you tell me about this? 
Yes. And gatekeeping. <laughs> Why aren't you telling me about your about your heritage and your culture, Carlo? <laughs> oh, oh man. What do you want to talk I about? Want a tamale. Oh. I mean, we, t- we could just keep talking about food. Have you eaten anything good lately? Mm, I mean, I've eaten a lot of Puerto Rican empanadas lately to the point that I had to like freeze the rest of the stuff. because She's been eating fried food like crazy and she's at her lowest adult weight. <laughs> yeah. Na- yeah. Macro, macro magic right here. It All is about macro magic. And uh, balancing with other things. Um, shout out to you though. Like you're rocking it. Jess is like holding on to her best physique to date and she is continually progressing through through tragedy, through death in the family, through children being super sick, and also through your fucking house almost falling down. Have we talked about that? Mm, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's come up. I, I think that that, that what, yeah, on? that's been the other thing that was going on is uh, finding a leak behind our kitchen sink, the drain pipe. So the in between the wall. Um, we didn't know this was happening because it was between the wall. And there was no like outward signs happening until there were. Um, <laughs> and by that time, uh, it's super fucked. Um, so we had to cut a big hole from the outside to go check out what was happening. And um, it was like a hot dog in a microwave situation is how I can describe what the pipe looked like. Um, it was split as a 22 inch pipe split and it had about a fingers width of a crack all the way through it. So our drain water from the sink and the dishwasher had just been pouring into our crawl space for probably years based on the size and the amount of corrosion. Um, And then when we further investigated, we discovered that our pipe wasn't even connected to the drain pipe anymore that goes to like the city drainage system. Um, so it had completely corroded and disconnected as well as being split down the thing. So we spent two days with my, um, stepdad who did like most of the work. Thank goodness we have him around to help us. Um, he did an amazing job and completely repaired the whole drain system and re plumbed our sink and everything. So we're back in business. We've got a kitchen again after like three weeks of not having a kitchen. It's almost like the universe doesn't want us to be consistent with the podcast. It, it is almost like that. It is almost like that. It's I feel like, like things just keep us. popping up. It's not like we don't have stuff to con- talk about. Like we have plenty of content and we like, yeah. we like, being, you know what? The podcast is one of those things that like feels like it's going to be like really hard work. Well, it's hard work for you because you actually do the work. I just show up. <laughs> um, but every time we record one, once we like hang up, I'm like, oh my God, that was so much fun. I like so enjoyed that conversation, but it always feels like it's going to be like such a big project. Um, it does. When just finding really the time. I, well, it is. It is just like finding the time. And especially because like we get like so many, so much part of the nature of what we do is we get hundreds of messages a day to just, so just mm-hmm. to stay up on messages and things. Um, it's hard to take like an hour for a call on top of our others or, you know, for a call. Right. Whatever. Right. Um, but I do really enjoy doing it. And our, our goal is always to be consistent, but I'm not going to guarantee consistency. We're going to, we'll show up when we show up. You guys give us shit to talk about and we'll be more likely to show up. <laughs> yes. How's that? How, how about that? Um, I like that. I had a, I'm going to circle back to uh, the question I asked you because I actually just wanted to answer it. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And tell you about a fucking fantastic meal that I had this week. Mm. So we just had a restaurant open here that is, I think there's three locations. 
there's, but we've eaten at the Scottsdale location. We've been waiting for the Gilbert one to open for at least a year. And it was one of those places that like we would drive by and it would be like coming like spring, coming fall, like they keep like pushing it back. And, um, and we've been like really like hyping it up. And so it opened right after like, like on the, like September 4th, but I didn't want to go in the beginning. Cause I was like, if we go, I let them go. work out their kinks, yeah, work out the kinks so that I like, don't hate you because I, I like, I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm, I think service at a restaurant is really important. Um, and if you fuck it up once, it's really hard for me to come back. I mean, I'm, I, I like say I'm about second chances, but I don't, I don't actually live that life. So, um, so Buck and Ryder finally opened in Gilbert and we went with the NIOFs with Danielle and Gage on Thursday. Uh, Danielle and Gage and I worked out together. We had a little thruple workout, which is pretty funny. Um, Gage is now our trainer and is just like throwing random fucking weights on the machines without us even noticing. And then I'm like, literally today when we were working out, I was like, we're doing Bulgarian split spots. And I was like, I did my, I showed up for like my, I was doing like sets of like eight to 10. And so I did like eight, one set. And then I go back for the next set and I was like, oh my God, I don't even know if I'm going to get five. And Danielle was like, it's because he stacked two plates on there. I was like, oh, okay. Fuck you, Gage. Thanks for that. So, uh, so Gage is going to be really helping us with our intensity, with our workouts. Mm -hmm. Um, but so we go to Buck and Rider. We're all excited to go. We want to have oysters. Um, we made a reservation and I'm a reservation girl because I am like, I'm not, I just, I'm not like, I'm not a patient person. I don't want to wait. So like, I always make sure like, and I won't go to somebody somewhere if they don't accept reservations. I'm like, I like a busy time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because it'll just ruin the whole experience for me. I'm not, you know, I'm not a patient woman. I'm a lot of things. That is not one of them. So we show up, we have a reservation, they have our table ready. Uh, we tell them that we want to have, take advantage of the happy hour. Um, and so they tell us, well, if we want to take advantage of happy hour, we have to sit in like this, you know, like Holocaust style ghetto in the corner of the restaurant with like, like bar style, like stools with no backs on them. Mm -hmm. um, it's still, it's a, it's, it's a very nice restaurant. It's quite swanky, but I'm like, okay. So we go and we sit over in this like shitty table because we want to get the happy hour. And then we order like the most absurd seafood tower that you can ever imagine. So it was an excellent Does it fit meal. on your table? It did fit on the table. It was an excellent meal. We had excellent service. But at the end of the meal, I said to the waitress, I said, you know, I, I'd like to give you some feedback. And I said, and I don't mean to be rude, but, you know, we really want to like your restaurant. We want to come here regularly. And I think that it's ridiculous that we just spent $600 on dinner and we're not allowed to sit in the, in the nice part of the restaurant. I can't sit in a comfortable chair. Um, you know, I think that if we're, we're coming and we're having a nice meal and, you know, and that, and that's an over the top meal for us, <laughs> I mean, I think most, um, you know, that's not something that we do all that often, but you know, with like, you will be our restaurant spot for us to have this type of thing. But like, we need to, I, I think that extending the courtesy of us sitting in, you know, a chair with a back on it, um, so that we can enjoy this ridiculous seafood tower in, in comfort, um, and get the happy hour special sounds reasonable. And so she was like, she was like, Oh, we talked to the manager or whatever. So then the manager Raul comes over and Raul and I meet and, and I said the same thing to him. And I said, you know, I don't want to be rude, but you know, this is like, I, I think that I'm right. <laughs> um, and he was like, you are. And so I said, can I make a suggestion Raul? 
Um, and I'm like, um, I would call myself a confrontational person. So, you know, and, and the people that I was with are not, most people are not, generally speaking, are not confrontational. I would call myself a confrontational person. I don't think com- being confrontational is negative, by the way. I think it's descriptive. I don't think, I don't take it as a negative. Mm-hmm. Um, so Raul and I, Raul comes over, I tell him this and I say, Raul, you know what I think that you should do? I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some advice right now. And he said, what? And I said, I think that we should exchange phone numbers right now. And so that I can text you next time that we come and you can make sure that you give us a nice table. And he said, okay. So I happen to have a business dinner on Sunday. And so I'm, I'm happening to, uh, it, I mean, this is like a very rare thing that we're going to go have an extravagant meal twice in one week. So I made reservations for five o'clock tomorrow, Sunday and texted Raul, haven't heard back from the motherfucker. Raul, I'm literally like, you are literally fucking yourself. Like we want to be regulars at your restaurant and you are making it so that like, it's not like, it's not going to happen. So, um, you know, and I will tip Raul. I like, I I didn't have any cash on me that night. I was planning, I was planning on, on showing up with a little, with with a little something for Raul. But now I'm like, I'm a, I'm gonna send him a follow-up text. I, I have no shame, no, no shame in my restaurant game. Um, especially because I'm hosting a business dinner and I want to make sure that we have a nice table. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but it was an excellent meal. It really, I mean, it was excellent. It was, it it was the best restaurant in that I have been to in Gilbert and even more so than bourbon and bones, which is like the super fancy steakhouse. I would say the place even better. I mean, it was really, really good and really nice to sit at. The the service was awesome. Um, But yeah, if, if we're spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a meal, you should, you should let me sit in a chair that's comfortable. I mean, yeah, don't make I, me sit on a bar stool. Right. I like, I don't, I don't think I'm over, being over the top with that, but you know, if, but if, the, but honestly, if like, if, if, if Raul doesn't do the right thing, like we will not be going back there because I, 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 I have my standards and my boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that, uh, uh that's very respectable. Well, 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 thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's the best thing that I have eaten this week. And I'll tell you, the seafood tower had a whole lobster. It had king crab legs. It had the most beautiful shrimp. We had caviar. I mean, we had like a ridiculous meal. Um, and it was and it was worth the ridiculous price tag. But, you know, that it's I, I'm, I'm not going to get over it. I'm just not going to get over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we should get over it now though and talk about other things, but you know, I can talk, I can talk about seafood towers all day that if I could live on like fresh seafood and be a really happy person. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is something that has come up on the podcast before where we've talked about the, um, LMNT, um, electrolyte powder. And I told you that I put mine in my coffee and you thought I was crazy. <gasps> I'd like to, I'd like to have a follow-up update on how crazy I am. You just want me to tell you you're right. <laughs> recorded (laughs) okay so this so just just told me like i don't know months months ago when we first started using lmnt so probably like a year Mm -hmm. ago and i use lmnt every day and i'll tell you that i wish their referral program made more sense because i literally have like i'm looking at like 40 boxes at least and i give it away all the time and i still have at least 40 boxes because their referral program is that you just get like a box free for yourself so, um, so LMNT, if you could come up with another arrangement for us, that would be awesome because I have like more than like, I mean, I have like a lifetime supply sitting here. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to use it eventually, but if the, but it's going to like keep replenishing. If it so, keeps coming so, in. then yeah, yeah. So you guys definitely need a better referral program, program, but we do love your product. And so, um, I use grapefruit is my favorite of the regular salts. What's your favorite? It's also grapefruit. Yeah. yeah by like a lamb, yeah. lamb side. It is. I don't know why. 
But I also would say citrus, watermelon, raspberry give you the Jolly Rancher vibes. Those are like my staples. My least favorite is the like orangey one. Yeah. Um, I wanted something. to like it. Yeah, that one doesn't hit for me. But if you like 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 a Sunny D type flavor, like that would probably be something that you would go to. But like generally speaking, I love all of the things. But I bought the like chocolate medley one like like really a year ago. It's probably sitting around. And for some reason, I just like couldn't. I just couldn't. And Jess is like, you just need to add it to your coffee. And I like, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. It's, it's been a year. Um, well, this, this, this was the week that I decided to give it a go. And Jess, as, as per usual, <laughs> is right. It's fucking delicious. So I have been taking, um, I like to use Fairlife milk in my coffee, a little Fairlife milk. Um, I'm liking the like chocolate caramel one, which I don't know if they have right now or not. I can't remember. They don't um, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Bring that but one is, back. That one is my favorite as well. Yeah. And I only have a couple of those. Definitely bring that one back, please. And thank you. Uh, mix that up. I also, I still use a little bit of my new naturals vanilla in there. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, it was, I, I mean, it's exceptional, exceptional. So, um, I've definitely been sleeping on it. If you have, and you are scared to put salt in your coffee, um, just do it. Just trust the process. Mm-hmm. I do it. I do it iced. Um, I do like a cold, like an iced cold brew, cold foam situation with it, where I put the LMNT powder in my, um, creamer. Um, and I froth it up with my frother and then throw it on top as like a cold foam. Um, and that's you know, quite I like helpful. the idea of froth, but I don't actually like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I do like the idea of it and I like the way that it looks, it looks real. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just, I just want my coffee all mixed together. So I like every time that I do that, I end up like sticking, like being like, like you know. it all melts together eventually anyways. Yeah. Like it looks, it looks pretty for like a couple of minutes and then it just kind of slowly yeah. like just, it just melts doesn't in. Well, now that it's not, you know, oppressively hot here. Um, now that we're not living in as uh, that show alone, uh, <laughs> they always like, they put people, they, their promo is like, we send people out and we leave them in punishing conditions. Um, I live in a punishing place at times, mm-hmm. um, but the punishment is ending. And now, you know, it's like getting down into like the seventies at night. It's like, you know, it's like hundred, hundred, 105 during the day, not like, you know, 120. <laughs> um, yeah. so obviously I'm not drinking any more cold coffee because it's fall y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's 105. It's fall. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Whip out your pumpkin spice, everything. Um, I actually haven't had anything pumpkin. I bought some pumpkin. I've been feeding it to the dog. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. I've been feeling, you know, Mark and I were thinking about, we did Cabo for Thanksgiving last year. And mm. so and Thanksgiving is like the perfect time for us to go on vacation because like, no, nobody's checking in over Thanksgiving. Um, so that like Wednesday through Sunday really is the best time for us to go on vacation. And last year we went on like a big fancy thing in Cabo. And so we were looking at doing a not fancy thing and just, and going with a couple of friends. But I don't know. Part of me is like, maybe we should do, maybe we should like go somewhere that's a little bit cooler. But also th- this is where it began last year is I wanted to go to that Castle Hot Springs place last year. We we're going to book this place yes. that's like, it's like a two hour drive and it's like a whole like fucking transformative experience with Hot Springs. And then Mark literally said to me, he was like, you're booking this like place, but like, you're going to be miserable. Like you're going to like it for like a couple hours the first day. And then you're going to say you're cold and you're going to be miserable. And so I think that I think I should probably stick with the Cabo Mexico game plan, but I do have in the back of my life. I've like thought about casually being like, let's go to Michigan for a weekend and visit your family, um, which I know he will jump at, mm-hmm. jump at that opportunity. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. He's going to listen. He's going to listen to this too. 
Um, yeah. Well, we're not going to talk about his birthday <laughs> present until after his birthday then, because Ooh, yeah, I, no, but no. I will say that an over 100 pound crate has arrived at my house with Mark's birthday present, and he has no idea what it is. And I love it. I love it. <laughs> and it's so it's September 23rd right now. His birthday is October 10th. He's turning 45 this year. And, uh, and, and I'm like, we're doing it, but we don't usually do a whole lot for his birthday. Um, and he likes birthdays, but like something always comes up every year. So this year I was like, we, and we did big for my birthday this year. So I was like doing something for his birthday. So we're like going, I like got, got a room at a nice resort. We're going to like host some friends and stuff like a staycation style. Um, but I also, I'll tell the whole story about like what, about the gift after his, after I give it to him. Um, but I also got him, uh, a, a pretty funny birthday gift that I'm excited to give him, but we're never really good at like you know, keeping things until like the act, like usually if we get, when it gets delivered, mm-hmm. well, we'll give it like, you know, um, <laughs> like when my engagement ring got delivered, yeah. <laughs> remember, yeah, remember. Matt and Jess yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Mark could not, Mark was, he was rushing home from work because he knew it was coming and these, and the FedEx guy rang the doorbell and I had to sign for it, obviously. And I knew what it was. And I called him and I was like, what, uh, a box just came from Hamilton Jewelers. Like, what do, what do you want me to do with this? And he was like, you have to wait until I come home. So we came home, <laughs> standing there with the box, and and I had like designed like the ring was the whole thing for me, and he was like, "Well, you have two options. We can either like pretend like this didn't happen, and we can like you know do I can do what I was planning to do for you, um, or you, or we can do this right now." And I was like, "Oh, we're doing this right now. <laughs> we're doing this." Um, so we're never good at like hiding gifts from each other. We're not good at really hiding anything from each other. Uh, it's probably you know it's probably best and worst thing, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna really try to hold out. Um, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to at least hold out until I have like all the elements come on Tuesday. So that'll at least be what, like five days of buildup. So maybe if, maybe I can make it to next weekend. I don't think I'm going to make it to the The first 24 hours are probably the hardest. Once the the package arrives and it's there, you know, let's say you've made it past that. Yeah. But I, I might need to like drill some, you know, some holes in it, some ventilation holes just to keep him, keep him on his toes. Well, you know, could be a fifth dog. Um, I could be, could be a lot of things. <laughs> we don't have Badger yet. Yeah. I come pretty. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see. I, I can't talk. We can't say anymore. Could, but could the, the funniest thing is like all of our friends are in on it. So like everybody knows mm-hmm. and everybody's fucking with him about it. So that's, that's for <laughs> part about it too. I'll have to remember uh, that. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about a client who emailed me yesterday. I'm not going to reveal who the client is, who um, who's going to quit. Um, I'm just going to jump right in here <laughs> um, because I want to because I want to discuss kind of like how coaching works because I think that people don't realize that um, an essential part of the coaching process is communication and that it's dynamic. And so this is a client who's been really successful. Um, she's been, she's been, she's been around for about three months. She's lost over 20 pounds. Um, she's, she's doing, she's doing a great job, but then she's kind of like teetered out, which is very normal. Um, you know, you, you have that, um, I'll, I'll give my mountain analogy actually in a second here. So you have that initial motivation that gets you started, right? That's where we all start. We know that it's going to fade. And so we need a way to keep that going. She had a really successful start and then she, she started teetering out and I think missing some of her old behaviors. And I think, you know, uh, not, not wanting to be uncomfortable and that's, that's human nature. That's normal, but she's made great progress. And, and she, uh, about three weeks ago, I, I sent her a note cause she hadn't checked in for a week and I said, Hey girl, we're missing your check-in. 
And she said, you know, I'll, I'll be back. I just need a minute. And I said, okay. And you know, there's, there's always kind of like that push and pull with what we do of like, you know, when, when to chase and when to wait for somebody to come to you. Um, and that's part of the art of coaching. And sometimes I master it and sometimes I don't, but she asked me to give her some time. So I gave her some time and I waited and I was hoping every Wednesday I was like, so Wednesday is the end of check-in week for me. And so every Wednesday I'm waiting wait for her to check in, but I haven't seen her for a couple of weeks. And then I got with the email that I knew that was coming last night saying that she, uh, she's not going to renew. And so I responded today and, um, and, and I asked her to give me the opportunity to do my job. And, and, and the reason that I did that is because first of all, um, it, it's very hard when you have somebody that comes to you, that's been dieting for years and that has taken, which is most, most people that come to me one step forward, one step back, two steps forward, three steps back. That's, you know, that's the diet merry-go-round of death. That's what we, that's what we specialize in, in breaking, right? Is that cycle. But the truth is, is that, you know, there are going to be times where you do really want to gun it and do all of the things and track the food and count the macros and, you know, and bring real intensity to your plan. And those times are awesome, but that's not realistic. You can't be in the fast lane with your foot on the gas all of the time, but the place where people really find really, really fuck themselves and define insanity and continue on the diet merry-go-round of death is when they don't want to, or, and really, and it's a choice, you know, that you're not willing to do whatever it is, crack the food, be sober, whatever it is. And they mm-hmm. say, well, you know what? I'm just going to take a break from coaching. I'm going to take a break from my health journey. I'm going to take a break from this where what they should do is communicate with their coaches. Um, because the truth is, is that your life is all your whole, your, your health journey. They don't call it a journey for nothing. It's seasonal and it's cyclical. And so there's going to be times that you're in the fast lane flooring it, but then there are going to be times that as long that, that, that you're at least not turning around, that you're at least standing still. And then there are going to be times that we're in the slow lane. There are going to be times that we make lateral moves and learn different things. There's so many things that we can do, um, to keep you headed in the right direction. And part of learning how to get to your goal and then maintain your results is having more strategies and more tools in your toolbox. Um, and so I think that that is something that I see that I'm seeing now and I'm calling out the specific client and client. If you're listening, I'm, I'm not intending to call you out to hurt your feelings. It's because, because a lot this is, this is a misstep that a lot of people make. Um, when really they should reach out and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this part of the program or, or I'm not willing to do this right now or whatever it is. And that's a question that I ask in the check-in form every week is, is there anything that feels overly hard or frustrating about your plan? And I think that a lot of times people don't, uh, take that question seriously. Um, and, and, but believe me, if, if there's something that you're not willing to do, it won't hurt my feelings. For example, I have another client who, um, she's been, we've been really just, just working on her nutrition. So we started, we came out of the great gate strong. She had some life stuff come up and, and, and she communicated to me that it was too overwhelming to do all the things. And so I said to her, well, let's, let's focus on the thing that is going to give, that's going to propel you forward the most. Um, and so we've just been working on nutrition, nothing else. And she's been doing a really great job and she's been established in consistency. And so she checked in this week and, and I said to her, Hey, what do you think about just adding in a little bit of movement? Are you willing to do three days, three sets? I just want you to do 10 squats and I want you to do 10 push-ups. Is that, or it should take you 10 to 15 minutes. Is that something that's a reasonable ask? And she got back to me and she said, no, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, you know what, girl, I'm glad you told me that you're not going to do it. Let's find something else that you will do. 
Um, and, and, and really, truly, like as much as I've given birth to this program, it won't hurt my feelings. I would rather you tell me if you are actually going to do something or not, because then I can come up with another path. So circling back to this particular client, I sent her back a video and I asked her to give me the opportunity to do my job and to communicate with me the most important part of having a coach of any variety, the things that feel overly hard, frustrating, or that she's not willing to do about her current program. And let me rewire it. Let's come up with another game plan. Um, and I asked her to give me another month. And so I'm waiting to hear back from her right now. So I'll update on that. Um, but, but I hope that she'll give it a try and that she'll, um, and that, and I, and I hope that in telling this story that anybody else that is on the team, or maybe that is on a hiatus and thinking about coming back, um, or starting new that, that coaching is a dynamic process and it's fluid and things are always going to change. And your plan mm -hmm. is not going to look the same always. Um, you know, you're, and you're not always going to, you're sometimes we're going to be in the fast lane and some, sometimes we're not. Uh, you know, and, and even clients that go, gosh, we had a lot of clients that have gone to Europe this, this month, by the way, uh, real, real jelly of all yeah, of you. What's up with that? Um, but like, I'm not telling them to track their food in Europe. I'm going to tell them, I'm going to give them a couple mind, mindful tips so that they don't treat their body like landfill. And I'm going to say, go have the best time ever. So there are different mm -hmm. seasons. <laughs> oh, hello, Carl. <laughs> that, hello, is not good, that is not a good angle for Carl. <laughs> um, Hold on, I have Mark get him because he's being crazy. Um, but that's so so important, and um, you know, I, and I always, I, I don't know if I've done given like my my mountain. I think I've gone through my golf. You know, what? I'm gonna tell the golf analogy because I just went golfing and I got a cute picture to go to hit with it. Oh, um, there you go. <laughs> um, so something that I said in this response to this client was that, and something that I tell a lot of people when they sign up is that, you know, when it comes to this health and fitness thing, we all think that it's just like a, a, a switch that we're going to flip and that we're just going to like, we're going to change. We're going to be that person. We're going to crush those goals. And it's just going to be this. We're going to do it. this We're going to do it this time because this time mm -hmm. is going to be different, right? Well, yeah. the thing that I think people neglect to uh, acknowledge and that is really just skimmed over in the health and fitness industry is that healthy living is a learned skill. And like any skill, it comes with lots of practice, lots of repetition. And so my favorite analogy and something that I say to a lot of people when they sign up is, you know, I want you to think of me as coming to learn to play golf. And I, and I always kind of giggle when I give this analogy because I, 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 I can kind of play golf, but generally speaking, I'm a terrible fucking golfer. Um, but for some reason, this analogy just like worked for me. And so pretend that I am your golf coach and you're coming to me to play golf. If you came to me to learn how to play golf, you would have the reasonable expectation that you were going to suck at golf. Um, you were not even going to be able to go play with your friends for a long time. You're going to be at the driving range. You're going to miss the ball a hell of a lot of the time. You're going to swing the club right. You're going to swing the club wrong. You're going to take feedback from your coach on how you can improve your swing. And then you're going to keep doing it over and over again. And then you'll start swinging it right more than you start. So then you're swinging it wrong. Um, but, when, but then you're going to have that moment where you're practicing by yourself. So that time in between check-ins is the drills we give people, right? And, and you're practicing your swing and you just keep missing the ball. And then you should reach out to your coach and you should say, hey, golf coach, I can't hit this fucking ball. What am I doing? And then we'll say, oh my gosh, well, girl, all you have to do is you keep your eye on the ball. You flip your shoulders a bit. And there's these little things. And this is why this volley back and forth is so important for mm -hmm. to really maximize the coaching experience. But then there may also be times where we're working on one skill. And you, you know, you want to really hit it out of the park off the tee. You want to hit it. You want to get fight. You want, you want to get loft. You want to get distance. You want to make that driver your bitch. And, but then maybe, you know what, you're getting tired of, of working on this goal and you're feeling defeated and you, and you need a break from the driver. 
and this is what's going on with, with you know this this particular case um, is you know what maybe right now maybe right now we don't want to work on driving maybe we need to take a break take a pause on that because you're feeling frustrated and let's go over to putting green let's go work on that let's go play mini golf that sounds really fun mm-hmm, <laughs> let's mm-hmm. do something different but you can still improve your golf game even if we're not focusing on that one thing there's so many different things and in the end you will be a golfer and it'll become a natural part of you and you, you that that club will feel good in your hands it won't be uncomfortable um and 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 god damn it those golf outfits are cute you're gonna look good <laughs> in that girl <laughs> so that's my golf analogy and i think it's something that that's really important when somebody is starting um or feeling discouraged during their health and fitness journey um yeah. is don't don't stop giving up girl it's like you know it's it's so hard mm-hmm. to watch it's so hard to watch somebody uh you know I, I do what you've always done and get what you've always got. Um, push through, push over the hump. And then, you know, really, truly like for most people this time next year or the following year, you will be where you want to be. And then you mm-hmm. get to remove this like great source of pain in your life because we know that, that be, you know, being morbidly obese is fucking painful in a lot of ways. It is limiting yeah. and, and going through this experience is the most empowering thing that you'll ever do. Um, and if you have the luxury of hiring a coach, lucky bitch, you take advantage of her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jess and I like mm-hmm. to work. Like we want you to be uh, like up in our inbox because it's the only way that we can teach you. And everybody, like we start with a starter set of tools, right? So, cause we don't really know you in the beginning, you know, I mean, my intake forms are really intense, but still, I don't, I don't, I don't know you all that well. So we start you with a starter set of tools. You have a hammer, you have a wrench, you have a screwdriver. These are things everybody needs. And we start teaching you how to do those things. But then whatever fucking catastrophe happens at your house, Jess, um, (laughs) is going to vary. And then we're going to have to start building out your customized toolbox that way. But we don't know what tools you need unless you tell us if your pipe has burst or if your AC is out or Mm -hmm. what other fucking terrible things have happened at your house. (laughs) (laughs) so many things the floor has collapsed oh my gosh oh that was rough were you pregnant when that happened no oh no. okay that was that was shortly no that was like a year before i got pregnant that was 2020 that was november 2020 when oh. we got those fixed uh it happened over the summer shortly after logan's second birthday um, in case anybody doesn't know, like Jess is fucking incredible. Like girlfriend just, she's like, oh, you want me to rebuild the house? Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll do that while I'm breastfeeding this child. Uh, this one is going to be learning, is going to be filling out. What did you make him? So like activity sheets, uh, to, yeah. to get on schedule this week. Um, and then I'm going to make sure that my husband's getting late at some point as well. <laughs> yeah, check, like, wow. Check. Uh-huh. wow. It's yeah. incredible. It's something you said when you were going through your golf analogy, you said being obese is also painful. Um, I had this moment of like this aha moment um, when we were at the beach visiting my grandparents and I was walking in the sand carrying Eli and he's like maybe 22 pounds right now. Like he's not a huge kid. He's, but I'm huffing and puffing going up this and I'm like, Oh my God, I used to carry five times this kid's weight that nuts and i'm just like i am so grateful that i don't have that on me too right now because this is hard enough walking yeah. in the sand you think you're out of shape right now <laughs> right right it's crazy but it's almost like you know it's almost like 
like my mom used to say to me, um, like, I wish that I could do it for you. Like, I wish that mm. I could do the work for you so that you could like be on the other side. And, and it used to make me angry when she said that, by the way. But something that I experience is that, you know, I, I think for a lot of people, they don't know what it feels like um, to be, to be healthy and to be fit and to feel good about themselves. And so it, it's like, you're chasing, it's like a wild goose chase. Mm-hmm. And you it's know, a unicorn. And, yeah. And so, and so it, it, it's tough and it's like, you know, I, I wish that I could just put you for a day in your, in your goal, in your goal state, you know, I don't want to just say goal mm-hmm. body. I want to say a whole state of health because if you can feel that, then you will chase that forever. And you like, but, but if you don't have that feeling to chase, it's hard. And I, you know, and I, and I, and, and I, we've had a lot, a, we've had a handful of returning clients this month as well. Um, and, you know, and I, and I feel, I feel like they're, I, I feel, I feel how heavy it is for them and how tired they are. Um, and, and, and I get it and I've, and I've been there, but it's also like, you know, I wish, I wish I could just put you in, in, in goal you for a day because then you would never quit. Yeah. If you knew what it felt like to be goal you and you, you felt like and looked like, let's be honest, then you would not quit. But if you haven't ever had that feeling, it's, it is like you are just like chasing something. You don't know what you're chasing and that's, and mm-hmm. that's a really hard thing to get around. And I don't know what the, the solution to that problem is. Um, yeah. You know, maybe some of these AI generated images can help us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the comment about, I wish I could do it for you and it making you angry. Um, that makes sense to me why it made you angry now. Cause I'm going through that right now with Logan and the sheets that you were mentioning with the, mm-hmm. having the routine and stuff. Um, you want your autonomy and you want your, your independence and you want to be able to do things independently. Like, and so it doesn't, it's, I want to do things for my kids so that they make less mess and it gets done right. And it, and, you know, all these things so that it just makes the day go smoother but it doesn't help them in any way. They need to learn how to do it themselves. And they get angry at me if I don't let them do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Even if it's messier, it takes them longer. They're going to not do it correctly or, you know, to the way that it should be done. It, they, they have to do it. And I think that that is, you know, similar to your golf analogy. You got to, you know, yeah. look it up a you little bit to learn how to do it right. Of why I don't want to be a parent because honestly, <laughs> Because of my lack of patience. I think that if I, and I, and I say that kind of in jest, I think that if Mark and mm-hmm. I decided to have a program that we do a pretty fucking good job, yeah. but it's something that we haven't chosen to do. And I think that if we did choose to do it, that patience would probably be my biggest challenge. It is a challenge. It's a challenge every day. It's a challenge yeah. for me and I have a ton of it, but I, it, it's still. You do have a ton of it. You do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're doing homeschooling um, and that takes a whole new level of, patience to you know sit down and 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 just you know i'm just asking for for trying just try you don't have to do it well but he wants to do it well he wants to do it perfect and i think that people go into this the same way where it's like week one day one you know i need to hit all my meals all my macros i need to get all of my workouts in and it's like i don't expect you to be perfect from day one yeah you're not gonna gonna you don't even know how to fucking hold the golf club you're not gonna do it perfectly um, but, I, but I, okay. So I think that, I think that that's, that's another thing that is a reoccurring theme is, is the effort piece. Um, is that, is that, mm-hmm. that, you know, so many people come to us and they say, oh, I'm an all or nothing person. Well, I mean, like, if you keep saying that, like, sure you are. You, that's like, like literally you say that just to have an excuse to eat like an asshole, like really, truly, like you, you're saying that and you're making it true and you're using it as an excuse. There are so many options and so many things that you can do. 
And especially if you're a fit with me client, you have an insane amount of resources. Like literally I, I did not have a Jess when I was with my coach, but I have a Jess for all of you that are on the team. Specifically, I invested in Jess to help you with food and to make sure that we can both get back to you quickly so that we can help you in the moment. But the amount of people that don't use the, the, that resource or that just, or that just blatantly just fucking like revolt is like wild to me. Um, and I, and I won't mm -hmm. go through the example that I'm thinking of that, you know, of because I, um, because I think that it's a little too fresh right now, but there's always a good, better, best situation. And, you know, and, and if you want to have a slice of pizza, it doesn't mean like mean that you have to eat the whole pizza and then have brownies and Skittles and all of those things. If you want to go out to dinner, it doesn't mean like you, that you need to eat like an asshole. And, and actually, I think that's a perfect circle back to the best meal that I had this week was a meal that was out and it was an incredible meal that was really healthy. Um, and I and I felt good afterwards and I didn't wake up with a stomach ache and all of those things. But at the same time, you know, if you are going mm -hmm. to have pizza with your family, or if you are going, if you're traveling and, and, and you're unprepared and you don't, didn't, and you didn't prep anything in advance, if you, what are other scenarios that people are caught in a bind? Uh, if you left your meal prep on the counter, you have, a, that's the worst is when you are prepared and you leave that at home. Whatever, whatever obstacle comes your way, instead of having the mindset of, oh, well, I can't do it perfectly. Oh, well, I'm not going to golf to par. So I think I'm just not going to golf um, and saying, well, you know what? I think I might have a couple extra strokes, but you know what? I'm still going to get through this course. That is the mindset that you need. And you can have all of mm -hmm. the, like all of the things, uh, learning a healthy lifestyle comes with, comes with all sorts of things. And there's also appropriate and inappropriate circumstances for things. You know, there's a big difference between enjoying a piece of cake on your birthday at a celebration with friends and family versus shoving a grocery store cake as much as you can in your mouth in the grocery store parking lot and then throwing it away in a trash can because you don't want to tell anybody that you brought it because I have done shit mm -hmm. like that. Um, you know, the, even if you have the same amount of cake, those are two very different things. And so I think that, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of guilt and shame that comes around things. I think that people still, you know, a big thing that holds us back is that good and bad food uh, situation, but uh, if you mm -hmm. really, if your interest is to is to nail this, and for this to be the last time, <laughs> that is this to be the last attempt. Um, and I don't mean last attempt like you're never going to fail. You're going to fail a bunch of times. I still fucking fail all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but the last time that you're starting on a day one, let's say that, <laughs> if you want this to be the last time that you have. A, a day one, a full, a full restarting your health journey. And if you have the luxury of having a coach, so I'm talking to everybody that is a current client, um, you need to be willing to be honest and you need to be willing to ask for help, use your resources. And there's no shame in hiring a coach. There is no shame in asking for help. I think it's so funny that people find shame in hiring a coach for health and fitness, but you would have no shame hiring a coach for golf. If you want to learn how to do something, Hire somebody that knows how to do it. <laughs> um, you know, there's there's definitely something to be said for that. Um, not only have we had our own journeys ourselves, but we also have gone through the trial and error of coaching hundreds of people successfully. So you can go through all the trial and error yourself, but don't have any shame if you need help in reaching out for help. But if you do hire help, you need to take it. And you need to do mm -hmm. the things that that person is asking, because I'll, I'll tell you that, like, you know, I'll have conversations with clients where I'll say, I'll tell you exactly what you need to do to fix your golf swing. And then they'll say, you know what? 
I just, you know, I just like fucking holding the club upside down. Uh, but I'm expecting, but I'm expecting to improve my golf game. And so, so there are certain things that need to always, you know, you got, you got to keep it real. Um, mm-hmm. Being honest is something that is so, so important, and communicating with your coach is so, so important um, in order for us to do our jobs best. And it won't hurt our feelings if you're not willing to do something. It's cool. Like that, that's fine. There are times that we are, that we have that conversation with each other about what we're working on too. That's okay. Absolutely. Sometimes you need to pause on one thing and work on, and and then you can shift to another thing, but that doesn't mean that it's time to give up. That's the time. It's actually probably the worst time to give up when you're doing that. Right. For sure. Well, we didn't talk about any things that we were planning, any things we were planning on talking about. So, you know, that was very on brand for us. (laughs) Yeah. Super off brand. (laughs) Uh, any 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 other current events that we want to touch base on here uh, i thought i had thought of something but i don't nope i don't think so i don't think so this you know the pod has a life of its own it just kind of it goes where it wants yeah. to i know i don't think i said anything too offensive today either it's right this is that that might be off brand <laughs> <laughs> i'll get i'll get them next time <laughs> okay all right double double next time um all right. Well, I think that I think that, that I think that was enough Tony Robbinsing from me for, for the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you everybody for listening to the Been There Lost Fat podcast. Our motto here is "Do it right, so you only have to do it once," which is super relevant to today's pod. <laughs> if you're looking for personalized and customized programming to reach and sustain your health and fitness goals, check us out at TeamFitWithMe.com. You can fill out a coaching application, uh, and then we can set up a call and uh, get you rocking towards your goals. Thank you.